Section 23 of the Memorable Thoughts of Socrates by Xenophon. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Memorable Thoughts of Socrates by Xenophon. Translated by Edward Bish. Book 3, Chapter 6 socrates dissuades glaucon a very forward youth from taking upon him the government of the republic for which he was unfit a young man whose name was glaucon the son of ariston had so fixed it in his head to govern the republic that before he was twenty years of age he frequently presented himself before the people to discourse of affairs of state nor was it in the power of his relations or friends to dissuade him from that design though all the world laughed at him for it and though sometimes he was dragged from the tribunal by force socrates had a kindness for him on account of plato and charmides and he only it was who made him change his resolution he met him and accosted him in so winning a manner that he first obliged him to hearken to his discourse he began with him thus you have a mind then to govern the republic my friend i have so answered glaucon you cannot replied socrates have a more noble design for if you can accomplish it you will be absolute you will be able to serve your friends you will raise your family you will extend the bounds of your country you will be known not only in athens but through all greece and perhaps your renown will fly even to the barbarous nations as did that of themistocles in short wherever you come you will be respected and admired these words soothed up glaucon and won him to give ear to socrates who went on in this manner but it is certain my dear friend that if you desire to be honoured you must be useful to the state certainly said glaucon i conjure you then to tell me replied socrates what is the first service that you desire to render the state glaucon was considering what to answer when socrates continued if you intended to make the fortune of one of your friends you would endeavour to make him rich and thus perhaps you will make it your business to enrich the republic i would answered glaucon would not the way to enrich the republic replied socrates be to increase its revenue it is very likely it would said glaucon tell me then in what consists the revenue of the state and to how much it may amount i presume you have particularly studied this matter to the end that if anything should be lost on one hand you might know where to make it good on another and that if a fund should fail on a sudden you might immediately be able to settle another in its place i protest answered glaucon i have never thought of this tell me at least the expenses of the republic for no doubt you intend to retrench the superfluous i never thought of this neither said glaucon 
you had best then put off to another time your design of enriching the republic which you can never be able to do while you are ignorant both of its expense and revenue there is another way to enrich the state said glaucon of which you take no notice and that is by the ruin of its enemies you are in the right answered socrates but to this end it is necessary to be stronger than they otherwise we should run the hazard of losing what we have he therefore who talks of undertaking a war ought to know the strength on both sides to the end that if his party be the stronger he may boldly advise for war and that if it be the weaker he may dissuade the people from engaging themselves in so dangerous an enterprise all this is true tell me then continued socrates how strong our forces are by sea and land and how strong are our enemies indeed said glaucon i cannot tell you that on a sudden if you have a list of them in writing pray show it me i should be glad to hear it read i never took a list of them i see then said socrates that we shall not engage in war so soon for it is like that the greatest of the undertaking will hinder you from maturely weighing all the consequences of it in the beginning of your government but continued he you have thought of the defence of the country you know what garrisons are necessary and what are not you know what number of troops is sufficient in one garrison and not sufficient in another you will cause the necessary garrisons to be reinforced and will disband those that are useless i should be of opinion said glaucon to leave none of them on foot because they ruin a country on pretending to defend it but socrates objected if all the garrisons were taken away there would be nothing to hinder the first comer from carrying off what he pleased but how come you to know that the garrisons behave themselves so ill have you been upon the place have you seen them not at all but i suspect it to be so when therefore we are certain of it said socrates and can speak upon better grounds than simple conjectures we will propose this advice to the senate it will be very proper to do so said glaucon it comes into my mind too continued socrates that you have never been at the mines of silver to examine why they bring not in so much now as they did formerly you say true i have never been there indeed they say the place is very unhealthy and that may excuse you you rally me now said glaucon socrates added but i believe you have at least observed how much corn our lands produce how long it will serve to supply our city and how much more we shall want for the whole year to the end you may not be surprised with the scarcity of bread but may give timely orders for the necessary provisions there is a deal to do said glaucon if we must take care of all these things there is so replied socrates and it is even impossible to manage our own families well unless we know all that is wanting and take care to provide it as you see therefore that our city is composed of above ten thousand families 
and it being a difficult task to watch over them all at once why did you not first try to retrieve your uncle's affairs which are running to decay that after having given a proof of your care faithfulness and capacity in that smaller trust you might have taken upon you a greater but now when you find yourself incapable of aiding a private man how can you think of behaving yourself so as to be useful to a whole people ought a man who has not strength enough to carry a hundred pound weight undertake to carry a burden that is much heavier i would have done good service to my uncle said glaucon if he would have taken my advice how replied socrates have you hitherto been unable to govern your uncle who is but one person and you imagine when you have failed in that to govern the whole athenians whose minds are so fickle and inconstant take heed my dear glaucon take heed lest a too great desire of glory should render you despised consider how dangerous it is to speak and employ ourselves about things we do not understand what a figure do those forward and rash people make in the world who do so and you yourself may judge whether they acquire more esteem than blame whether they are more admired than contemned think on the contrary with how much honour a man is regarded who understands perfectly what he says and what he does and then you will confess that renown and applause have always been the recompense of true merit and shame the reward of ignorance and temerity if therefore you would be honoured endeavour to be a man of true merit for if you enter upon the government of the republic with a mind more sagacious than usual i shall not wonder if you succeed in all your designs End of section twenty three